Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about presence over perfection. So uh, connection is such an important thing for us um, as humans. Like we go through our day, we have tasks, we do all kinds of jobs and roles and whatnot. Um, but an intricate, intimate, everyday part of our life is is connection, which I think we overlook a lot, um, probably because it is so just there, right, or part of us. But one thing that I'm realizing uh, in this time of rebuilding, I would say, culturally, I feel like we're in a time of at least a need for rebuilding. And I think we're making some progress of reconnection with each other, uh, overcoming tears and, and barriers that with all the logic and talking and communication we can do, I'm starting to realize that the connection and being present with people is the only thing that really moves us to being closer and towards unity and healing, right? Yeah, very true. And being present is not an easy task. In, in fact, as you know, we were preparing to record this, yeah, but just talking about presence, we we're just dialoguing back and forth. And I was just thinking that um, if I'm fully present with people, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Um, well, I'm going to be honest here, Zach. When I'm fully present with people, or especially when people are present with me, I feel really energized. And I think this may be a little bit of our difference in personality of being an extrovert versus an introvert. Um, I would find myself uh, in my younger years before I had boundaries and whatnot, going to people's house that were close to me or friends. And I would just like wander into their house and like sit around. Like they, I didn't even have to like have any kind of meaningful conversation. It was just like them letting me be there and be present was, was really energizing. I actually get really de-energized when I have a lot of communication and, and working with people when there's not the present part of it. So, so it's not just being around people that energizes me. It's the actual like connection that is presence, I think. So. Yeah, that's good. Well, and, and as an introvert, and I'm not going to speak mm -hmm. for all introverts, <laughs> but I can speak for my human experience. Um, when I am with people, especially those that I'm not really close with, I it's so exhausting to be present because I'm so focused mm -hmm. on my inner dialogue in my head. I I mm -hmm. feel my awkwardness. And so that can trip me up to where I'm so self-focused. And it takes a lot of effort for me to quiet the inner voice and yeah, truly be that's present. That's a good point. It's, it's harder to get to that present feeling place. And I think probably a place that we would be true for, for most people on the spectrum of that part of personality is that if there's more, more depth to the convert, the connection or conversation or experience, it's, it's less draining. And I think, you know, for me as a more extroverted person, having those uh, small talk and just like uh, those kind of conversations a lot are, are draining as well. And he, my husband, who's a very introverted person, you know, we, we work at a church and um, one of his coworkers who are very introverted, they're the tech people, <laughs> which, okay, that's not a stereotype. I don't, you don't have to be introverted to be a tech person, but they were the stereotypical behind the scenes. <laughs> you may be. But yeah. You may be. This is yeah. Like, they have a thing where like, be. there's a whole, like, uh, <laughs> where the people, the men in black, they call them the men in black in the church world because they're, they, they wear black. They like 
you know, melt into the background. Um, but they were talking about greeting time, which is the also stereotype that people who are ex-introverted hide from greeting time. I know someone that actually goes to the bathroom every time there's a greeting time in a public <laughs> gathering to get away from it. But they went to this this <laughs> conference and they for for people who do their type of job in church gatherings and they had like a 15 minute greeting time intentionally, which sounds like a nightmare, right? But they actually found it was the opposite. It was actually more rewarding for them. And it was something they even enjoyed to their surprise because they actually had to have a, a conversation. And they were, in, they were in a context where they were with people that were like-minded and they had exciting things to talk about. But um, like they had that 15-minute connection. So they came back from that. And these two most introverted people on our team almost <laughs> were like, we either cut greeting time or we make it 15 minutes, which we did neither. Poor guys. But um it was an interesting thing because I wouldn't have expected that. But that ability to actually connect with someone, even for an introvert, was apparently appealing. Yeah. And to go along with that, for me, it's the, it's the opening part of the conversation mm-hmm. that's the hardest. So that makes sense. Once the ball is rolling, I can stop yeah. thinking about myself and focus on the person and let my curiosity lead. Um, in fact, uh, one my tip for myself, my key for myself, and I don't know if that this will help you if you're listening, but is when I let curiosity lead in someone else, that removes mm-hmm. my self-consciousness. And I'm so focused on what someone's saying. Mm-hmm. And oh, I wonder why they think like that. Oh, I right. wonder if they've noticed this. And when that curiosity leads, I become more and more present into where um, I have been told when I'm in that mode, oh, someone finally understands what I'm going through. Um, And that was not my intent in the beginning. Um, It was something I've learned over time that, oh, that really, someone really feels cared for in my, because, because I've become really present. But frankly, I'm just nervous right. about whatever they're saying. Right, that's interesting. <laughs> and I think that is like, you know, maybe a great place to pit stop, pit stop right now is to like what is being present. Because what you're saying is very interesting because like mm-hmm. why does that end up making you more present? Like you've, you've for one thing, you've become outer focus instead of inner focus, which makes you more present with the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. And um, like if we were to – we didn't practice this, so this is like just raw processing, but like what – what yeah. characterizes being present with the person as opposed to not being present? Because you could sit there all day and throw content at someone, you know, and not feel connected or then feel like you're being present with them emotionally. Yes. So my first thing is I know the opposite of that direction mm-hmm. is getting enmeshed, um, is not being present. Um, and so I, whether someone's an internal processor or an external processor, I don't so what think is enmeshed? that much as matters, but yeah. whether you're enmeshed with someone or not. So enmeshed is, so if, so Crystal and I are recording this. So if she's, how I know, if you can know if you're enmeshed is if you can't continue mm-hmm. in your emotional state and not let the person that you're with, and if you absorb into their emotions, that, mm-hmm. that's a sign you're enmeshed. So a great example would be, I'm a dad, dad comes in, uh, dad's in a bad mood, therefore mm-hmm. everyone else starts becoming in a bad mood. That is a sign 
Uh, right. And some people, some places call that codependency right? or it's related to codependency. And why that yeah. is not being present, if I get this right, tell me if I'm understanding this correctly, Zach, is that it's still be about you. Because like you're, you're so meshed with them that it affects you. And so your happiness or your sadness or your whatnot is, you know, affecting them and affecting you. So it's not um, a, being present for the person, but it's more, again, comes self-focused in a roundabout way. Yeah, because the goal with presence is being calm, right? Um, not living in anxiety, and, but you're in those moments. So the other side of enmeshment mm -hmm. would be disengagement. And I think we do this when, uh, for like me as a leader, if I have a long to-do list in my day, I can get so consumed with that that I'm disengaged. So I'm not hearing what they're saying. I'm a hying. I mean, if you, I don't know if this, well, I know that this is everyone's experience this where you're talking mm -hmm. to someone and they're like, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're like, they don't have a clue what I'm even yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. They're not listening <laughs> to me. <right? laughs> that's, yep, that's a good point. So what's the in-between? What is, what is being present with someone look like on both sides? What's it feel like for the person receiving it? What's it, what's it look like for someone who's practicing it? I know being seen uh, for on the other side, I think you feel seen, you feel safe when someone's being present with you. You feel like you matter, like you get to be important in that moment. Yeah. You know, as you were asking, what does it feel like to receive that? Like I yeah. drink of water in the desert, like mm -hmm. it is so rare uh -huh, that it literally for me at least it mm -hmm. feels like a drink of water in the desert yeah it's like oh when someone's gosh. genuinely curious like uh -huh. i know that people ask questions and i i do this with my kids i try to ask questions all the time which they're tired of because yeah. i try to practice it too much probably but um like when someone asks a question you can see that that curiosity on them like there is a, there's a underneath a, a demeanor like you're not just asking the question because it's a a, ta a technique to appear present but like it's I, I think going into that space of curiosity like you were talking about like why do you do that yeah 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 just yeah <laughs> that's an emotional intelligence oh. <laughs> intelligence piece we'll go to that later you know on that i kind of have an interesting i think journey in this i'm i'm realizing is because i i think of, i have history where I didn't really get a lot of skill set socially because of some disabilities in my home and just the dynamic and I didn't have a normal home life. But early on, I think I naturally learned this, but it wasn't out of like any kind of practice. It was because I was so curious at how other homes worked and how other people's lives worked because it was so different. And I think I um, intuitively realized that people liked that. Um, which I think it was a piece of emo emotional intelligence growing as I was developing. But um, but there was a genuine curiosity out of like literally trying to figure things out, which just happened to kind of stumble into like this realizing that people liked it when you were curious <laughs> about them um, and made it e easier for me to make connections where it was really hard for me to make connections because of my family dynamic. And I think, oh, and I think, so the second part of that question is like, how do you know when mm -hmm. you yourself are being present? Like, and I think some tips like, did, did you even hear? <laughs> is that important? Was, was, was saying, yeah. <laughs> did you hear them? Um, and not like, there's a layer underneath that. Like, not only did you hear, like, did you hear what they're saying? But did you hear Yeah, yeah. what they were saying? Because oftentimes words 
that someone is speaking does not match what they're actually trying to communicate. Actually, I, I would say almost most of the time, most of the time, it doesn't really match yeah. what's actually yeah. going on. Well, and I think there is yeah. definitely yeah. a skill and a finesse to this or being aware of when to ask a question, when to when to breach someone's boundaries further, right? Or to do it in a polite way where you're asking, not like pushing. But I think what you're saying is like, if you listen to people, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times what we say as people, um, I'll say we just to make this a collective thing of humanity. There's a lot of like that yeah. doesn't add up to yeah. why you feel a way about on the surface of how you express something. And if you start digging in, it always almost always gets interesting. Like, why would that why does that bother you? Why why is that something that's so important to you? And I found when I've practiced this that if you start digging in a, a relationship that has that open door where you you know it's appropriate to, um, it always leads to something I did not expect. <laughs> and I don't think often people don't expect either. And that's where I think that's the, the gift of this is when you when you practice this present. Um, I think having a non-judgmental demeanor, not jumping, like being curious to the point of even if something is something you don't agree with or you don't understand, continue the curiosity journey with the person um, instead of trying to correct at any point. For one thing, you don't know what the root of it is often yet. And then that that takes away the whole open door. But I think it's revealing for people when they go on that journey with you too. It has been for me. That's what's helped me to get to grow as a person so many times is someone being present with me and then me actually like processing and having good questions asked of me that I'm like, oh, I had no idea that that is what I was operating out of. Yeah. And one, we both went with our spouses Mm -hmm. to a coaching um, thing on marriage coaching and they said something in there that just kind of changed my dynamic with that which which is agreement or like it does not mean agreement and understanding Mm -hmm. uh, is not the same as understanding and when we are listening to understand you're not listening to agreeing oh and when you when i have reframed that like that like Mm -hmm. oh i'm just understanding what people i can listen to all sorts of stuff i disagree with because i'm just getting to the root and honestly, um, sometimes those things that I really disagree with, I listen to people and under mm-hmm. just listening to understand and ask questions, and they end up talking sure. themselves yeah, yeah. out of some of their yeah. I've done <laughs> their, that. Their things right yeah. uh, where if I just yeah, <laughs> where if yeah. I just came in like going hey, no, you're you're wrong. Well, yeah. then they they go it's, into the it's defense, so crazy right? being on the other side of that. Like because I've been there, I have times I can remember because of this gift of people loving me and being present. Like where I have this aha moment of like whoa, <laughs> like I had no idea. But then it clicks, you know, and I, and it's also like a hopeful moment because like oh, I if I understand this, I don't have to be a slave to this anymore. Um, even if I didn't realize I was a slave to it. So how yeah. let's talk about um, reframing success so that we can have real success in this. And we're talking about being present. I would say being present over being perfect because perfection um, or fear of failure, I think is often um, what stumbles Mm -hmm. is a stumbling block for us actually practicing this. So what is success in being present? Attempting. I mean, isn't it? I mean, I think in the beginning it's attempting, like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where we are on our journeys. Uh, some of us are naturally mm-hmm. more present than others. But I think everyone has, 
that I've met, I know it's dangerous to say everyone, uh, <laughs> to cast it all humanity, uh, but mm-hmm. can be better mm-hmm. at being present. Like even the best, the best, best bestest of us. Of us. Like, bestest, <laughs> the bestest, best, best. Right. Speaking of not trying to be perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, that we can all get better in this area. So I think just attempting yeah. to be present is. Yeah, let, let's take it just for a second, take it out, like, you know, farther out 10,000 feet, because, you know, being present is often in a conversation. And I was thinking it, you know, reframing what the point or the success of a conversation is, because, you know, on the surface, just, you know, reactively, I'd say it's to communicate something, right? It's to get something done. But often, like, especially when we talk about deeper conversations, like, there's so much that doesn't get remembered in the content of what you say and like we don't have all the answers for each other and I actually think that reframing our conversations with people not obviously there's always going to be the need to have understanding of content but to actually have unified understanding I think that being present with people is just as important as content um, and feeling, especially when we're talking about emotional mm-hmm. conversations, obviously there's a spectrum of conversations if you're telling someone how to wrap the taco at Taco Bell there is a good factor of emotional intelligence, but there's pretty cut and dry, but there's so many conversations that are more about opinions or bringing people into working together when they don't agree or just having a healthy relationship with someone in your life. I think that's being present and making them feel safe and and really trying to understand that person has so much more value um, or has equal, if not more value to content transfer, right? I like that. So what so reframing to that, um, the goal is not to be heard. <laughs> the, yeah. The goal is to be present. And I truly believe if we all make that our goal, mm-hmm. we will be heard. Right. The only caveat I would say to this, just because we're, you know, could be talking to a large um, variety of people. If you're in a, in a relationship yeah. or conversation where someone is treating you badly and you're, you're always trying to make them mm. feel better. Like there, there has to be a healthy, other healthy factors that in your life where, um, don't allow someone it's to good. treat you badly for yeah. this purpose. Cause if they're, if they're not receiving that, there's a point where you have to say, I have to do something healthy for myself, but that is another podcast. But just to say that this is not a, like, for sure you're not all about the other person in unhealthy situations. There's, you have to make sure you're healthy first. So it's safe. <laughs> yeah. It, yes, yes. This is not the void yeah. of boundaries for sure. Okay. For sure. So yeah. this is a difficult thing for many reasons. And you had already touched on just trying is success, just attempting to be more present with people, to be more curious. Um, and just to give a little hope for right now for mm-hmm. all of us is this is hard. Like we are fighting against our own human nature of our reactivity inside of us um, that we all struggle with this. No one has achieved this. Um, Jesus, who was God incarnate in our belief, <laughs> achieved this, but no one else uh, is able to do this um, every day. Um so I think just being aware that like it's okay that it's hard. It's okay that you're going to fa- you are going to fail. So here we'll just get that out of the way. You're going to fail at this. You're going to probably fail within the next 24 hours. I know I am. <laughs> you you probably I might be fail failing right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, no, that that is very good. Be, because what we can get in the stumbling block of crystal is that when we're trying to be more present than being perfect, even in that, 
we can try to be perfect in our presence. And then we're like, oh, shoot, I'm not right. perfect. I'm not being present. Yeah, then, then you're focused on yourself again. Block, so, so if you mess up, just yes. get over it. Oh, dang it. I went there. Just, I always just, just forgive yeah. yourself and move forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have grace yes, for yourself. Have grace for yourself. <laughs> um, so how, how can people yes. just yes. an actionable step that people can start working on this right now? It's just to ask yourself, what? Mm-hmm. are you present? Are you a present person? And if you want to be really brave, this is a brave practice. Uh, ask th- those mm-hmm. that really know you if they feel like you're a present person. And that can, depending on who you are, that yeah. can be a very scary task. Um, yeah. Wonderful. So just try and it's worth it. Uh, be present. Perfection is unattainable. Yeah. Like, it, like we say every week, continue to just fail forward. You got this. Thanks for joining us this week on the Human Size Podcast. Your hosts are Crystal and Zach. Join them next week when they discuss assumptions. We all have them, but we don't want to jump to them. Crystal and Zach break it down for us.